I learned so much more to be gentle with myself, to slow down, you know, not expect everything to happen immediately the way that I think it should be. And to give myself time, give myself grace and to really important, like trust your instinct, your intuition, trust your body. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Melissa Gambone about her journey of becoming pregnant, having a breech baby, which resulted in a cesarean at the start of the COVID pandemic, and how she personally helps other mamas work with their bodies through intuitive movement. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm so happy and excited to have you here. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. My name is Melissa Gambone. I'm the founder and owner of Motion Melissa, which is a fitness and wellness company, especially for women. And what I teach is intuitive movement to women. It's learning how to, in short, work with your body instead of against your body. Um, I just spent so much of my younger years worried about things like diets and looking a certain way that over the years it became important to me. And I discovered through mindfulness and things like yoga that there was a different way of living um, rather than beating yourself up and beating your body up all the time. And that's how I kind of came into intuitive movement, which is approaching wellness and fitness more mindfully and gently. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I think that's like totally needed, especially in motherhood. And it's something that, you know, maybe a lot of us never really learned how to do or practiced. And then, you know, stepping into motherhood, that's something that I have found like definitely helpful. So I know like, you know, getting that message out to other moms and and demonstrating like what things can look like and how things can be, you know, to really like slow down and be mindful is very helpful in in motherhood. Yeah. And that's exactly why I also created now that I am a mom, um, once I had my daughter, um, who's 15 months now, I created Motion Mamas to kind of bring this approach to other moms like myself. And to just connect with other moms and have a safe space for them to connect with others in in this way and also enjoy movement together. So how about you kind of go a little bit deeper into your personal journey of becoming a mom and what that was like, you know, your pregnancy, postpartum, everything. Okay, wow. So long story, but I started a little late. So I am 38 now. I got pregnant when I was 36. I had, I knew I was like more advanced age, what they call like advanced maternal age, which would be high risk. And I was not yet married. I had just met my to-be husband and we knew that we wanted to have kids, but I had always been told that I had polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. And I was told by several doctors, OBGYNs, um, primary care doctors, fertility doctors, that it was going to be difficult for me to get pregnant. Um, So we kind of started early um, researching how uh, perhaps we could have a child and also going to the doctor and having tests done and everything. And I ended up getting really frustrated with conventional medicine 
Um, and how every time I would go to the OBGYN or fertility doctor, it was like always pushing fertility treatments right away or IUI, things like that before we even had tried really. So I decided to go to a functional medicine doctor and that was life-changing for me. Um, I also liked how it brought in mindfulness and things that were also already important to me. Um, but I learned so much through this functional medicine doctor that was helping me kind of stabilize my hormones and prepare to be pregnant. And it was all done in a natural way without hormones, without injections. And I realized that that can't be for everyone, but I was really blessed that that worked for me. It helped me balance my hormones. And I actually learned that I was exercising too much and eating too little, which is, I think, really common among a lot of women in today's society where like culture is just telling us, no, don't eat that. Um, you know, always need to be watching what you're eating, reducing carbs, doing the latest diet, doing more workouts, like twice a day workouts, even it's really pushed to us. It's so common that you almost feel like that's just what you're supposed to do, right? And seeing this functional medicine doctor kind of brought me back to my mindful and intuitive movement approach to remember that I don't need to do that to my body. I don't need to hurt my body. It's actually preventing me now from being able to become a mom. So I kind of healed myself through that journey and really learned to be more gentle on myself, gentle on my body and gentle in my approach with fitness and nutrition to really give my body what it needs um, intuitively. And I was able to get pregnant really three months after starting to try. <laughs> so we were very, very lucky and blessed that we got pregnant right away. And I was able to do it naturally, even though the doctors, conventional doctors told me I wouldn't be able to. Um, so it was a great kind of surprise, but also we were trying. Um, but did not expect it to happen that soon. So planned a wedding in three months. <laughs> and I was six months pregnant when we got married. So, you know, we made it happen. And it was everyone was thrilled for us. It was great. We, uh, we were just so overjoyed that it came to us uh, in that way, when we weren't expecting it to. Um, but I was high risk, you know, a high risk pregnancy, because I was advanced maternal age, as they say, and also um, I have factor five laden, which is a blood clotting disorder. It's genetic. And that makes you more at risk with any um, increased estrogen in your body, like birth control pills or pregnancy or any other hormone treatments. It does make you at an increased risk for blood clots, um, which can lead to pulmonary embolism or stroke. And I had already had DVTs in my 20s. So I knew how serious it was and I had, was already aware of it. So I feel lucky, I guess, that I had found out earlier in my life and could prepare and knew that if I did get pregnant, I was going to have to do blood thinners. I did do daily injections and then twice daily injections as I got closer to delivery. So I was prepared mentally for that, I think more so than some of the women I've talked to when I put my story out, out there about having factor five laden. They find out like if they get a blood clot during pregnancy or if they happen to do some tests um, about other things during pregnancy, and then it's a big shock to them. So I do feel blessed that I, I was aware and I could prepare myself, but I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it was not easy <laughs> doing all of those injections every day, and I, I definitely did not enjoy it, but it was definitely worth it. So that was another layer of my pregnancy. And then we found out that Grace, my daughter, was breech um, and had the cord wrapped around her neck three times. And the doctor said, there's just it's no way to safely flip her or wait for her to turn around. You're going to have to deliver C-section. And so that, that was hard for me as a fitness person, as a fitness professional, 
I always thought, oh, I'm going to push this baby out, right? Like use, use my athleticism, which is a myth, you know? Uh, but in my head, that's why I was feeling and I really didn't want to have surgery. I didn't want to have that, that rehab from the scar tissue. But, you know, I was just happy at least that they knew that there was that risk and we didn't try to have a vaginal birth and risk our daughter's life. So I got over it. Obviously, I had a C-section at 39 weeks um, and Grace was born March 18th, 2020, which was literally like the first days of this global COVID pandemic. So I'm not sure how much of my early postpartum <laughs> motherhood journey anxiety was COVID, was new motherhood or other, but it definitely was a hard time to be a new mom with so much unknown, so much anxiety about like, what are we dealing with here? How much danger is there to me, to the baby, to our family, to others? Like, what is safe? Do you allow family members to come see the baby? I mean, this was in the first few weeks where we had, we didn't know anything, you know, we were just kind of like trying to make good decisions for our family, family while also like trying to learn how to be parents. So that was really hard. Um, I think looking at the bright side, though, it was good for me in some ways, even though it did increase my anxiety level. It gave me a lot of time at home. My husband was able to be at home more, obviously. Those things were helpful. But overall, it was just hard not being able to have our family there and other challenges. And then we we did, you know, midway through the pandemic, um, my husband's job changed and we moved from Pennsylvania to South Carolina. <laughs> So when Grace was six months old, I was six months postpartum. We kind of just picked up, left left our nearby families, friends. My business is in Philadelphia. Um, and we moved here to South Carolina. And we're loving it. It was just a big change, you know, and it's it's been hard. It's been great, but it's been hard not having family nearby, not having help. And I have been a stay-at-home mom slash business owner for now 15 months you know, without any childcare, without any babysitters, without any family members to give us any time off. Again, not going to lie. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm lucky to be able to be at home with, with Grace and have a business at the same time. And I'm just doing my best, like any mom, to kind of balance it all. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a lot to unpack right there. And really, you know, like just even starting from, you know, hearing from conventional doctors that you're, you're not necessarily uh, going to be able to have babies and how you were saying, like, it was like very much pushed on you to go with all these like medicines and things like that. You know, what was really kind of like, the reasoning of why you wanted to like, go more natural in that route, rather than just jumping straight in to fertility treatments? I really think it's my intuition. And and since developing that connection to my intuition, mainly through mindfulness, and just like allowing myself to take time to know myself and listen to my mind and my body. I see so many points in my life, not just in being a mom or postpartum. But even before that, when I started to discover this way of living, um, where my intuition has led me into the path that I really needed. And I really do think at that time, it's like I could have listened to those doctors and, and things probably would have turned out fine, right? But I really had this inner knowledge or inner feeling or voice that was telling me like, this is not what you really need. There is something else going on here. And I'm so lucky that I listened. 
and went that other path, went the more natural path or the functional medicine path, because I learned even more and helped myself in even more ways um, that I still am living now and actually prepared me for this postpartum kind of journey to be more gentle with myself than I would have if I, if I didn't pursue that direction. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. I think obviously there are certain situations where, you know, fertility treatments are needed and are required, but I think giving ourselves that chance to kind of look a little bit deeper and kind of, like you said, that like inner calling, just that feeling of maybe there is something that I can do and change and be a little bit more aware of our body and say like, is there something that I can change? Like you were saying, you know, you were working out too much and not eating enough. Maybe that's causing something like, is there stress in your life? Like what's going on? And kind of just like listening to our bodies and actually like giving us that chance to recognize what's going on and seeing like, maybe I can fix something here. I'm sure this is something that you kind of like do too, but you you know, you know, jumping to that, like, oh, like, let's just take a pill to solve everything. You know, it's something that I've never really felt compelled to do. Like, I'm like, okay, like, what can we do? Maybe it's going to take a little bit longer. But, you know, like, how can we kind of like, dig this out and get a little bit more curious with what's going on here? Right. And I think that is this like functional medicine or more um, inquisitive approach um, when it comes to our health and our wellness and things like infertility, even, um, it's like getting to that root cause, like what is really going on that's causing these symptoms or causing this issue, instead of just like slapping a bandaid on it or a medicine or a pill. And I'm all for like medicines and pills that help people and that they actually need. That's great. And conventional medicine is great in so many ways. But I think it's awesome to have them kind of working together if possible, so that people can understand what's going on and decide then with that knowledge, do I need to pursue the more conventional approach or is there something else that maybe I can pursue? And I think that that also feeds right into like how we, how we can approach fitness and how I use intuitive movement to do that. It's really looking at the whole person is mental, physical, spiritual. If somebody comes to me and says, I want to lose like 50 pounds, I could be like a typical trainer, right? At a gym. And say, okay, get on that cardio machine and run, run, run until you lose 50 pounds. But is that person going to enjoy themselves? Is that better, really bettering their lives? What are they really learning about themselves? And like, why maybe they're feeling that they need to lose this weight? And are we addressing the whole person doing that? I personally don't think so. And I think there's much better ways to go about fitness. And I, as an aside, fitness is definitely in my mind more than your weight, right? It's the, it's the total person and how strong and how healthy you feel as a total person, not just how you look on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, that's something that's so hard, especially, you know, in those, those like first few months postpartum, your body has changed or even when you're pregnant, you know, you're getting large and, and your body is shifting in different ways than you've ever experienced in your life. So you know, for somebody that may struggle with their body image originally, now putting on all this weight that needs to happen, that needs to occur, you're growing a whole human inside of your body, you know, like there's going to be weight that's added on. Like that can be very hard. And then after baby comes out, you know, it's not going to go away. So like, you know, like, how do you kind of like help mamas through that identity issue? And and where do you kind of 
I guess, help them in that sense? This is a topic I'm so passionate about because, and actually being pregnant helped me so much with my own journey with those types of issues. And now I'm able to help women and my clients who see me with privates and in my Motion Mamas group with the same things because more women than not struggle with these things. I actually have a history of an eating disorder in college. Um, and, And you probably know that it doesn't really ever go away, even if you heal it there's still those voices in your head at times, you know, not always, but at times. So it was challenging for me, even though we're so blessed and so happy, like your body is changing a lot. And there's different messages that you're getting from society, from other people in your life about how you should be or how you should look. And it's hard to just kind of shut those out all the time. Right. And so, yeah, I was self-conscious about things. Yeah. Postpartum, you know, with breastfeeding and just being even bigger, feeling like hungry all the time, like, and not having the energy to really um, take care of yourself. You know, you're so focused on this little new human. It's hard and it's hard not to feel down on yourself for the way that you look or for the way that your body has changed. But I think for me, it, it did take some time and I learned so much more than even before this pregnancy and postpartum journey, I learned so much more to be gentle with myself to slow down, you know, not expect everything to happen immediately the way that I think it should be. And to give myself time, give myself grace and to really important, like trust your instinct, your intuition, trust your body. Because at three months postpartum, I was still breastfeeding. I was still probably, you know, like 15 pounds over my pre-pregnancy weight. And it it was like a shock to me. You know, everyone tells you like, oh, you're going to lose all the baby weight breastfeeding. Oh, you're so fit. And not that 15 pounds is bad. Like if I was still 15 pounds over that weight, great. Like I'm a mom, my body is different. But you know what? I decided I did get really down on myself for a little bit. And then, then I decided, you know what? Like I am feeding and raising a child. Like I, I birthed this child. Like my body was pregnant for nine months. I am now giving it three months to feel, you know, to get back to what I think it should be. Like, that's not really realistic. That's not really fair. And I decided at that point, you know what? I'm just going to not stress myself out more. I have enough to worry about, you know, let me use my energy in a more productive and meaningful way and just focus on like loving, loving my daughter, raising my daughter and loving myself too. So that I can be the best mom that I can be. And when I did that, honestly, like it, it was game changing for me. And I'm now 15 months postpartum. And I feel stronger. I feel better. I feel like I look even better than before I got pregnant. So I think if you can really kind of step back and not try to control the process so much, not try to criticize yourself so much, it's it's really going to be better uh, in that, in that postpartum journey. And that's kind of what I talk to my current clients and my motion mamas about. It's like, don't be so hard on yourself that the expectations, where are they coming from? Are they coming from you? Are they coming from society? Are they coming from people in your family, your friends? You know, let's let go of those things. and really just focus on like, what makes, what makes you feel good right now? What is it that you really need? Is it like controlling your calories, controlling your carbs? Or is it just like, eating when you're hungry so that you can be your best to be there for yourself, for your family, for your little one. Just because you see like a celebrity or somebody on Instagram who has an edited, by the way, like Photoshop photo looking awesome, like cut, fit, six pack abs, like six weeks postpartum does not mean that that should be a reality. Does not mean that that is what is is expected of you or is even healthy for you because 
you don't know what's going on with that person in that photo. Are they starving themselves? Are they not able to produce enough milk now or take care of their child because they're so tired from starving themselves or not getting ad adequate calories? Like we have no idea. Are they miserable? Are they happy? No idea. So um, it just doesn't help to compare yourself to others. I think that's number one. And just cutting those comparisons, cutting those expectations out of your life and realizing that just because your doctor says at six weeks postpartum that you're ready to go, right? You're ready to resume all of your activities. You are now a totally different person, right? And your body is in a totally different place. And you can't just expect at six weeks to boom, everything's back to normal, right? It's a long journey. Yeah. And what do you think was kind of like the most helpful for you to kind of realize that and make that switch and be like, whoa, hey, like, I, these 15 pounds are okay. Like, where do you think you were? Like, how many months postpartum? And like, what do you think was really helping you the most during that time? I think, like I told you, at three months postpartum, I was feeling a little bit down on myself. And, and then by like, I would say around that time, and by four months is when I felt I felt that way. I wouldn't say there was like any big cathartic moment or anything. It was more just like me coming back, actually having the energy and time because it's really hard in those first three months, especially when you're a new mom to do anything right other than just like survive. That's what it felt like for me anyway. And I really was not being up on my self-care practice or like my mindful practice. I wasn't working out. Um, and those are things that all help me connect to myself and connect to my intuition. I think once around like four months when I was getting into more of a groove with Grace's sleep with the breastfeeding schedules, all of that, I was able to get back to myself a little bit more, connect back to my intuition, be more mindful, you know, even just like taking a couple deep breaths and really like thinking about the situation instead of allowing myself to go down that like, hole that negative path of beating myself up. I was like, you know what? I'm pretty badass mom, you know, like I'm doing this. I'm in a global pandemic. I'm taking care of my daughter. I'm breastfeeding. Like I'm doing awesome. And I don't need to add a layer of like negativity to myself because I gained a few pounds that are like arbitrarily what I think I should weigh, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, you know, obviously like those first three months and like stepping into motherhood is is such a challenge in itself. And for you to be starting it right in the the height of the pandemic I mean you know your whole pregnancy you were like well this is how this is gonna go and these people are gonna come visit and this like you know you probably had this whole big plan and then all of a sudden it's like shut down nope can't happen how shocking was that and like what are some things that maybe you had planned out that like now we're kind of not going to happen I mean, like I had this vision in my mind, of course, that our friends would come over and visit, like our family would be there. You know, everyone was so happy for us. And we just wanted to share that with our friends and family. And that just was a possibility. You know, I also I, I was planning on going back to work, which um, like before we decided that we were going to move, I was thinking, OK, like three, four months, I'm going to be taking the train or driving back into Philadelphia to see my clients in person. And then boom, you know, COVID changed everything. I wasn't able to do that. I had to kind of make some little twists and turns and work around it. And I was lucky enough that I found um, my current Motion Squad team members and they're working with my clients now and it actually seamlessly worked out so that then when I moved to South Carolina, I still had them to 
to help me out in Philadelphia and my business has grown in that way. So a lot of things worked out with the decisions that we made, but um, yeah, I had a vision to, that I would be able to see my clients again, see our friends, see our family, share the joy of our child with them. But instead I was like stuck inside, right? I think that made it even easier to kind of get stuck with the negativity, get stuck with the anxiety and the, the self-hate kind of talk because there's nothing to distract you from that. And I do, I do think that I was suffering from some postpartum anxiety, which I think is super common and something that we should all be able to talk about a lot more and feel like you're not a bad mom because you're feeling, having these feelings and it's okay to reach out and ask for help right? Especially during, during that time, it's like, you don't have a lot of support other than FaceTime and, you know, calling people on the phone. I really wasn't seeing anybody. And I was at home with the baby all day, right? While my husband was working, but he was working from home mostly while I was with the baby. So that I think, yeah, that was hard. Um, and I'm glad I, I did ask for help eventually, but I wish I would have done that sooner. And I hope other moms know that it is okay. Like if you're having these feelings, if you're having negative feelings or anxiety to reach out, especially in extra hard times. But yeah, my vision was, you know, I'd be out and about, we'd be going to Whole Foods together, the baby and I, you know, we'd be going to the mall or like shopping with my, I have two close friends in Philadelphia who had babies within a month of mine and we were all going to play together, you know, have play dates and run around, have lunch. And that just didn't happen, right? Couldn't yeah. at that time. And now when you said that you reached out for help, like what were you kind of searching for or, or what really helped you the most? Like what groups were you finding? What things were you doing? Yeah. So I, for, you know, I don't think I, in those first three months, I don't think I even knew what I was experiencing, right? I just thought, wow, this is hard. And I'm, I almost felt like, why can't I handle it? You know, <laughs> like, just handle it, Melissa. You know, you're so blessed. You have this beautiful baby. Like, why would you be sad or anxious about anything? But once I realized, you know, kind of crawled out of that hole that is the first three months, at least it was for me and just like getting more sleep, feeling more connected to myself. Like I said, I was able to kind of look at it more logically and say like, no, like, you can have both sides of the feelings, right? And I did reach out to, you know, people that could help me. I reached out to pelvic floor therapists because I was having some um, issues with pain after the C-section. I reached out to lactation consultants just to ease my anxieties about breastfeeding and, you know, making sure my baby was well fed. I was doing it correctly and I was okay. And reaching out to a um, therapist as well, just to like talk about what what am I experiencing in new new motherhood in a pandemic without anybody around, you know, no friends and family around to support me. So I did reach out and that was really, really helpful. And then I noticed like some Facebook groups where you could ask questions and just connect with other moms was so important to me too during that time because I couldn't do it in person. And that's also why now I've created the Motion Mamas. I have a private Facebook group there for any moms, um, wherever they are in their journey to join. And we just are able to connect with each other in addition to doing outdoor classes um, a few times a week. But it's just been really important to me to create that space for moms to connect and to support each other, especially, you know, as we're still in this pandemic, coming out of it, hopefully, uh, into the light. But it's still, I think it's been a hard journey for a lot of moms during this time, even if they're not new moms, even if they're experienced moms, because it's like taken away a lot of the layers of support that we used to have. 
Yeah. And then, you know, like, what was that move like? You guys were just kind of like, let's go for it. Like you're six months postpartum and you're just going to make like a move like all the way down. Because I don't know if you know, like I moved from Pennsylvania to South Carolina almost three years ago. Yeah. You know, this was before baby. And like, I couldn't even imagine like we moved from like downtown Greenville to like outside of the city about it might have been like six months postpartum ish. But like that was a tiny move. <laughs> what was that move like? Like what was going on? You know, I've always wanted to live somewhere else other than Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, like where I'm from. And I went to school at University of Pennsylvania in downtown Philadelphia. I mean, I, I've lived there. I lived there many, many years. And I was just ready for a change. And um, we had moved to the Burbs, like knowing that we were expecting and we were you know, bringing the baby home there. But I was ready for a change. I I don't I want to say that I was like wanting a change that big at six months postpartum. But you know, when the opportunity presented itself, I knew that my husband would be happier. It was something that he really wanted to do. This job was amazing. You know, Greenville is a place he was familiar with. So I felt a little bit more comfortable knowing that he had lived here before um, and could kind of like figure out where we needed to live, figure out like places that I needed to go more easily. So that put my mind at ease. And also, I don't know, my personality is more like if an opportunity presents itself, you should go for it. (laughs) And again, just connecting to your intuition, if it felt right, I was like, I think this is the right thing to do, even if it might be uncomfortable, even if it might be challenging, I feel like it's going to bring us to a better space as a family. And so we just went for it. So you said he was familiar with the area. Does he have family here? He does not. We don't have any family okay. here. They're all in Ohio and Pennsylvania, but he lived here in his like past life many, many years ago. Um, <laughs> and so he does know the area. I mean, it has changed a lot since he lived here, but he's familiar with it. And he was able to like find us a rental house until we were able to buy in, in the right area that we needed. So that, that was really helpful. That's amazing. That's so exciting. And I definitely agree with you. Like when an opportunity presents itself, like just kind of like go for it. Like if it feels right, if it feels like good. Um, and I know, so you were saying too, like you kind of mentioned that feeling of we should feel so like blessed and happy and stuff like why am I feeling this way and like why am I like being so sad like I think that's such a common thing like moms have like okay yeah like my baby's here my baby's healthy like what what do I have to complain about and those thoughts are just kind of there and how has your like mindfulness practice really kind of helped align you with that and like getting getting in a better space Yeah. So I think that having those thoughts where it's like, it's almost like mom guilt or like feeling guilty for not being like this, like positive, bubbly, everything's great, grateful mom. Right. And I think mindfulness allows you to just notice feelings, right. Without judgment. So I can feel and notice that I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling filled with joy because of this new person in my life that we've created. But at the same time, I can also feel feelings of sadness. I can feel feelings of guilt and, you know, terror actually at times and anxiety and overwhelm. And that's okay. It just is, right? It's not easy to kind of like grapple with having all those different feelings all at once, especially when you're sleep deprived and hormonal. But I think, you know, just just knowing that it was okay and remembering that it's okay that these feelings exist and allowing myself also to remove the judgment from myself, but also not worry about judgment from others. 
you know, from family members, from other people culturally in our lives or on social media, not worry about those judgments and just focus on what I needed to do to take care of myself and take care of my family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so important to kind of like, you know, ask yourself and and check in with yourself and, you know, release those, those thoughts of like external factors and things. And then what would you kind of, I guess, like, what do you find like most useful in like movement? Movement. Yeah. For um, particular to moms. So the biggest thing is breathing and posture. If you can master, even like get aware of those two things for your body, um, all your movement patterns will be safer um, and will serve your body better. And this is something that you can start even, you know, prior to pregnancy, during pregnancy, or postpartum, or like many, many years postpartum, it's never too late or too early. So breathing is super important, because it helps us connect to our deepest core muscles, our deep core. Um, It creates space also, if we're breathing properly, and not like breathing shallow and hunched over, if we're breathing with our full body and our full um, diaphragm, and core and allowing our ribs to expand, our belly to expand, our back, right? And not just like having these shallow pulled in breaths where you're barely getting in and out air. It allows our pelvic floor to have space to function properly as well as the core. Uh, and it just feels better too. So what, what you notice a lot of times is like when we're hunched over feeding, breastfeeding baby, or like looking at the phone, looking at the computer, our shoulders are forward, our ribs are kind of crunched together. So when you're sitting like that, you can't really take big breaths. When you roll your shoulders back and you find that neutral posture and fall back posture, you know, you're, you have more space for your diaphragm to move up and down. You're regulating the pressure better, your intra-abdominal pressure better to support your core and to support the pelvic floor. And core and pelvic floor are like the top two things that moms experience issues with, right? Like diastasis recti and um, pelvic floor issues like prolapse and incontinence. These are things that I am am helping people with all the time. And I highly recommend seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist for all moms that that should actually be I, I believe in our culture should be a given like every doctor should just hand you a script when you are discharged from the hospital or at your six week checkup postpartum checkup. I really believe that and I hope that that's where our culture can get to eventually for moms. Because it is something that is so important, um, and I think it's undervalued as well. And you know, moms are kind of just like thrown out there into postpartum life without a lot of support in this way. They're not told what to do to support their bodies and to regain gain strength and regain movement patterns in a safe and healthy way. And I think the best way of doing that is to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. I did myself, and then to work with somebody like myself um, who is a specialist in pre postnatal movement, because there are things that you can do postpartum, like at six weeks, if you jump right back into doing planks, or like high impact workouts, like CrossFit, or like, you know, even running a lot right away, um, which I know is a good stress reliever for a lot of moms, so I don't want to discourage it. But there are, are disadvantages to jumping back in like that, like, you know, having further ab separation, not repairing your core adequately, or having pelvic floor dysfunction and long-term problems because you didn't repair that trauma, that honestly, like big trauma that your body went through being pregnant and giving birth in whatever way you gave birth. So 
the breathing aspect, it's called 360 breathing, where you, like I said, you expand through your whole body, your shoulders are up, you're keeping that full tall posture, you're able to engage your core on the exhale and also engage your pelvic floor. I do have a free video on my on my motion suit on that, or I'm sure you could Google it and find out more. But it's so important to breathe properly um, for everyone, actually, but especially moms. And then with posture, it goes along with the breathing, like I said, to create space for that full breath. But just making sure that we're not like arching our back all the time. You, you know, like when you're holding a baby and like maybe you're tucking your tailbone under and tilting your pelvis or you're arching your back to hold them on your hip. That alignment, that posture if you can really focus on keeping your pelvis in a neutral alignment, you know, grounding your feet evenly, keeping your shoulders back, not hunching forward, keeping your um, chin in line with um, not having that like peck neck forward, all those things are going to help you avoid further dysfunction um, or further problems like hip pain, back pain, even pelvic floor issues and core issues. Um, so those are two really easy things that moms can incorporate at any stage. That's amazing. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes we don't realize how different it is for moms, like women in general, like health is, is going to be a little bit different, like movement and everything. But, you know, that journey that our body has just gone through, uh, a lot has shifted, a lot has changed. And I think we just need to be more aware of how our bodies have changed and what movements can, you know, help or, or hurt us and, and just really, you know, finding somebody like you who is a specialist in those specific movements and, and knowing what ways we can be properly aligning ourselves and, and breathing and things like that. I, I think that's just like such a game changer when it comes to our physical health and even just like relating to our mental health and, and tying all in together. Yeah, of course. And like what I would encourage, you know, moms in their postpartum journey to really do for themselves, do like a favor for themselves, instead of focusing on like, oh, I got to lose that baby weight, right? Or like ASAP, got to drop it, got to get back to where my body was. Try to embrace where you're at. I know it's so hard. It's so challenging. Embrace where you're at and try to focus on feeling strong, right? feeling safe and healthy in your body again. And if that means that you're you're dropping a few pounds, maybe that's a side effect of it. But I, I really encourage you to focus on more being kind, being safe, helping your body slowly repair because it is a slow process if done correctly, if done safely. Slowly repair, become stronger and become this new version of yourself that because it's never going to be the same. So why have that goal to quote bounce back, right? Just being that strongest version of your new self. and. And that doesn't just mean physical, that also means mental. So if you're forcing yourself to go running like, you know, five times a week, and you're so exhausted, and you're miserable, and you're cranky, and you're not able to, you know, take care of yourself or your, your kids adequately, because it's taking away from you, like, that's not, that's not serving you. That's not the best approach for you for movement, I would argue. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it's it's awesome seeing people like you who are really passionate about this kind of stuff and really wanting to help moms like go through this journey. And I think it's showing itself more a lot now. Like, I don't think, you know, we had this level of care that we're like starting to progress to 
uh, traditionally. And I think it's very uh, much like becoming something that people want and there's such a need for it. Like I think before it was just kind of like, yeah, jump back six weeks, do this, do that, like do all the cardio and drop that weight and get back to being right back where you were. And I think, you know, this, this movement of like, you know, giving yourself grace and allowing yourself the time to heal and really focusing on what matters most, I think in the long run, we're going to see such a, a better transition of of entering motherhood and really just what that is going to look like when we take the time to heal from birth and those those early months. So I think it's really amazing like what you're doing and, and everything that you've created for moms. So well, thank you. And I feel so grateful and lucky to, you know, have had the journey that I had to give me that like, that knowledge is just now in, inherent in me um, and that experience to kind of help other moms that I know are going through the same things. And like, I'm so glad that now it is becoming more mainstream to be able to talk about these things and be more open with it because I think it it's such an injustice to moms and women in general to feel like they just have to do it all and hold it all in and just be um, a certain way. That's um, just not reality. And so we shouldn't have to hide how we're feeling or hide our experience. We should be able to share that with one another and actually with the world and not be judged. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, how can we reach you? And like, where are you at on social media? Like, what's your website? Give us all the details for that. Yeah, uh, I'd love to have everyone reach out. Any questions that they have, any way that I can help you as a mom. My website is motionmelissa.com. I do do private sessions um, doing virtually right now. And I do have Motion Mamas. You can join the private Facebook group. It's just called Motion Mamas and I will let you in and you can access that space, that community there or on Instagram. It's at Motion Mamas and at Motion Melissa. So definitely follow me there because I post different things in all the locations and you can email me at info at motionmelissa.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today and, you know, letting us know a little bit about your personal story and just what we can do, uh, you know, in pregnancy and postpartum and, and things like that. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood. <laughs>